440 more stimulating talk. It is Gary and Shannon show. Jane Wells and Brian Simpson for Gary and Shannon, uh, who are in for Bill Handel. So everything all shall be right Monday. Bill Handel, uh, we have we've penciled him in here. Uh, the, oh, I think uh, he's pen. I think he's inked in. Yeah, the rangy right-hander out of Encino is going to be starting first pitch at 6 a.m. for <laughs> Handel. And so uh, he should be back. Yeah. Uh, by the way, he's on. He's actually heard the plan. He's on board and agrees he'll be back on Monday. Yay! Yes. Everybody, go back to their regularly scheduled schedules. A story that I think we're just sort of beginning to uh, really comprehend how truly awful it is is unveiling down in Garden Grove. The bodies of four people, apparently a man and woman, uh, mother and father, and their two children, discovered last night in a minivan parked. Uh, in in a, a CVS, uh, Corbin is down there. Corbin Carson for KFI is down there. And, um, yeah, is this as awful as it seems? It, it's probably more. I've got two small children. Very, very sad story here. Yeah, last night it all took place. A, a woman called in a foul smell coming from this van that you mentioned parked here at a, at a CVS. It was backed in. Uh, the cops showed up. Uh, there was blankets and sunscreen uh, around the van. Apparently, uh, a family of four were living inside. Cops discovered the four bodies. One was under one years old, one year old. Oh. The other one under two years old. Um, Lieutenant Carl Whitney with the Garden Grove Police says the family probably backed in. You can, you can see like trees and stuff here where the exhaust may have fed back into the van. And, and, and Carl Whitney says they may have some succumb to uh, carbon monoxide, a little, a little from him here. No, I'm sorry, I'm glad we're not getting that. But anyway, he was saying that basically um, it, it seems like the uh, the family had been in this in this parking lot for maybe a month or so. Oh. And, and not, no, they had been coming to the the parking lot for maybe a month or so. Oh. And, and and that they may have been passed away for maybe two or three days. So, it, so ignition was on and car was out of gas kind of a thing right they said the car was not running when they when they uh when cops showed up to it they didn't say whether or not the uh, car was out of gas yet uh, who was this woman i'm seeing here that it may have been another the woman who noticed it she too uh maybe homeless yeah, we're, we're, we're hearing reports that that woman also was homeless. There's a lot of, uh, of people in the area that I've spoken to that, um, that knew this family. Uh, here's a guy who was, who was telling me a little bit about them. They're real quiet. You know, they would go in the park and try to get aluminum cans and plastic bottles to try to make, you know, get extra money and so on and so forth. They go to these, these uh, churches and uh, get food and so on but i tried to tell them a few times to uh go to social services to go find some of these programs and to get them into a house he said they just they just never really listened to him he 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 really went on he seemed struck by uh by the by how all this had taken place it's like i said it's a it's just a really sad situation already people are putting a a, a makeshift vigil out here of candles and and flowers and things like that uh, is it? Is there a lot of homeless in that neighborhood? Can you tell, Corbin? Well, you know, as I mentioned, there, I've, I've I've seen people coming up. I think they know. Um, you know, uh, the van was probably something that people could recognize. I've seen 
several here on the on the bus bench nearby at the CVS uh, at the CVS parking. I mean, lot. I guess is it like a gathering spot uh, that sort of neighborhood? No, I, I don't. I, now that I, that part I don't know, but the 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 park nearby that this gentleman was talking about it, it seems to be like a gathering spot. I think this this section of this of the CVS is kind of if you can imagine parked off in the corner. This is maybe the, what they chose to be their little area. Right, and, and this is the typical Southern California strip mall with a CVS next to a BevMo, next to a Western Union, that kind of a thing. You got it. Wendy's, Chevron, gas stations on the corner, hey, yeah, AutoZone. I see a lot of this. You know, you, you, you pull in, you park, and there's always a car at the other end of the parking lot, and right. it looks like people are living out of the car, and maybe they move it in a couple hours. But and when the sun goes down, I, I, don't, I think this is probably the, the least enforced private rule. There's so many homeless living in cars. I just don't think people bother. Well, because they're in cars. Yeah. Because they're not... uh, Look, I do this out in my area fairly regularly. We'll go out with my church on a Saturday morning. And, and yeah, there's these RVs near Walmart because you can park at Walmart for free. Or there's somebody living in their car behind some hotel. I mean, it's all over the place now. Uh, What's the scene there... Right now, is are the stores open? Are people coming and going? What's it like? Oh, sure. I mean, business as usual on every mm. other corner, and even here in the CVS. But it, you know, there's still a lot of media here, and you know, a few uh, officers have come. The, the media have have been briefed by, briefed by police. But also, the most interesting thing, like I mentioned, is every once in a while, uh, I think the last last father I, sh- I saw showed up in a car brought his young two or three year old they walked up oh my and put goodness. a couple candles up there oh my goodness and, and, and a vigil it's, it's just heartbreaking and the, bo- the bodies are gone I'm, I'm guessing they're gonna flatbed the van out of there no the van's been gone uh, i've okay. been here you know since uh, four or five o'clock in this morning uh media were, were saying the van was gone everything was all wrapped up again this was last night when they first discovered the bodies what? right now coroners are going over the autopsy the the victims have not been um identified do we know the, the age of the parents approximate age of the parents we don't we don't the uh, the uh, police say they're still still working out identifying and the if family. and if they refuse to try to do something as that man suggests If they refuse to try to get help with two children under the age of two, uh, that is doubly heartbreaking. Then there's legally nothing you can do. And and, uh, hey, are they? Do we know are they local? What was? What were the plates on the van? Uh, the plates I can't see in the uh, the pictures of the of the van, but I can tell you that uh, police and witnesses around here say, like I said, they've been seen around here for months, and 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 that they they frequented these areas. So. As local as could be. Hmm. Okay. All right, uh, Corbin, thank you very much for updating that, us on that. Thank uh, you, guys. It's just more of what we're seeing. And, you know, I always think uh, if Eric Garcetti wants to run for president, of course, that's L.A., and this is down in Orange County, which if you listen to John and Ken, you know all the issues that are going on down there. Uh, you're going to have the National Press Corps come here, and all of a sudden they're going to say, "Why should you run a country? Mm. Look at all, look at what you got on every street corner." Well, but but he has no problem taking credit for SpaceX, which is in Hawthorne, <laughs> by the way, which he does. And yeah, this here's the the contradiction here is much of the Southern California economy is recovering, is booming, yet we have a quarter of the nation's welfare recipients. And it doesn't sound exactly like these people were on all the public assistance they could have been. But California is a magnet. It's known uh, as, a, as a place where you can get a lot of services. These, this couple doesn't sound like they were taking advantage of. I mean, they, well, they were Anaheim for, just cleaned out 800 people out right. of a river and put them in a hotel. 
for a month, which is running out too, but that's a month in a hotel or whatever it was. Yes. If they were, uh, I mean, they were going to churches for dinners, that sort of thing. But if they were, and we don't know, we're just what this one man said to Corbin is that, you know, I said you ought to do this and they didn't want to listen to him. Uh, that, um, that's criminal. And, and if I you know I got it, if, you know, the kids are one and two, you want to sleep in the van and save money uh, and and you don't know. I and guess, you want to keep it warm. Maybe crack the window or something. But uh, no, it's just, it, it's pretty it's sad, really sad that it required an overpowering smell for someone to alert. From, and when another homeless woman yeah. calls a smell overpowering. Um, hey, uh, money. Uh, the, this is uh, if you're homeless. This is a really, really awesome transition. Your chance to win $1,000 is coming up. Brought to you by Cutting Dental. Loose teeth called Cutting Dental for free exam. 888-640-SMILE. 888-640-SMILE. Keep listening. Here's Jane Wells. Uh, okay, so we're going to talk about money and pay and the Me Too movement and all that sort of... Uh, uh, and we got some great Burt Reynolds sound coming up. But... Uh, Google's equal pay claim for women comes with an asterisk. This is from Bloomberg. Uh, Alphabet, which is the parent of Google, said that um, they really don't have a significant difference in what it, what they pay uh, men and women, except they left out of the survey the 11% of the employees, which include all senior vice presidents and above. Oh, you mean the... The top tier earning the uh, the seven figures. Right. They were left out because there weren't enough women in there to make it a significant comparison. So... Besides the two founders, who who who, uh, who else? Who are dudes? Uh, well, the CEO's a dude. Yeah. Um, that's all I know. So there's three dudes. And they're all very rich. And uh, so there's nothing to compare them to. So they were left out. But if you don't count anybody who's a senior vice president and above, yeah. there's no problem. And the former CEO of Yahoo, Marissa Meyer, when she left Google, she was not an executive, a senior executive, was she? Did she did no. she alone tip the scales? No. You, you hire her and you already go up 33% in, did in she women. Google? I, th- I yeah, thought yeah, she did. Yeah, I think you're right. I think she did. Uh, Nike. Okay, it's been 30 seconds since an executive has lost his job over this. Nike investigates workplace complaints, says it's number two executive resigns. This was the guy, Trevor Edwards, who was seen as the likely successor to CEO Mark Parker. Uh, He is leaving his position immediately. Uh, Won't say why. An internal memo to the staff uh, announcing the departure. The CEO disclosed the company in recent weeks had received reports of behavior occurring within our organization that do not reflect our core values of inclusivity, inclusivity, respect, and empowerment. And we heard from strong and courageous employees. Okay, so he hit on someone, obviously. She didn't like it or more. And so he's out at Nike. Yeah, that is the uh, – I don't know if you, you – I'm jumping to conclusions. I have I have great audio of Arnold, Schwar- Arnold Schwarzen- Schwarzenegger, of course, you recall, as governor and as a serial groper. Um, at the at South by Southwest earlier this week, he was giving everyone lessons on on how to take those great courses where they give you the, the scenarios. Uh, oh, you mean the, uh, the online sexual harassment training? Another which... very, very real one when he was governor. And so he's cured of that particularly annoying habit that he, he's had all his life. <laughs> Has the president taken yeah. that course yet? No, we don't know. That's, those are allegations. But no, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger said... That uh, that yeah, you um, you but, just have to take a course, and and that's it. No, I think that I do think now, gropers are having second thoughts. I do think one of the positive things about this is, uh, you know, it's interesting. I was walking through getting coffee today, and a guy in the sales department said, "You look great in that color." 
And I said, thank you. And I felt good about it. Oh. And then I thought, am I supposed to be offended by that? Should oh, I call HR? That's port- for, uh, 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 fortuitous here. I mean, portentous. Schwarzenegger has that exact uh, scenario from Sacramento. Here he is at South by Southwest. Oh, Curtis. About the Me Too movement. It is about time. I think it's fantastic. I think that women have... Wait, what am I hearing? How come I'm hearing... Uh... It sounds like Twitch. Sounds oh, like you yeah. got the... Another Sorry, turn that... No, 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 it was, it was Twitch. All right, here's Schwarzenegger with the, the, the sexual <laughs> harassment scenario. Politically motivated was just the day before, two days before the election and all this stuff. But the fact of the matter is you got to take this thing seriously because you got to look at it and say, okay, I made mistakes. And I have to apologize. And this is why the first thing that I did, that I did. when I became governor was that we had a sexual harassment class. Ugh. Because I said to myself, this is extremely important of an issue. And now we are representing the people of California. So no one should get into this kind of trouble. So listen to how he learned. No one. And so we had these people come in as experts. And it was really the most unbelievable education. Okay, I'm gonna and I recommend that. for anyone that is confused about this issue after all of these complaints that women have and the outcry of women, I would suggest to everyone, if you're still confused about it, that women are treated the right way. Here's the scenario. To go and to take one of those classes. <laughs> okay. Because when we took this class and the guy walked in, it was two women and two guys that were holding this class, and they said... Let me just open up and just say very simply, if a woman comes to sit this door <laughs> and you governor say to her, I love your beautiful red dress, she can take this as sexual harassment. As it made you and, rethink and, and your And so own. here's the important thing that he said, but if you go at the same breath and say to the man, I like your, tie. I like your green tie. Ah! Right? You saw that coming, right? So who was it? Name names. Uh, Hashtag name because name names because so someone said you look what they say. Great that color. Great uh, that color. Uh, no, I'm not a guy in the sales. Now, if I had been there and he had said, Brian, your ass looks fat in those jeans, <laughs> that would not be sexual harassment. But because you said you look great but in me, that color. But the problem was I was alone. So I was uh, there was no one else to there was no guy around Dang. me to throw throw to. That was harassment. And and uh, and though I've I've no. You know what'll do a better job than any class, any of the stupid online things. And by the way, the whole, this again has proven the failure of HR departments over the last 20 years. HR departments which have grown and grown and grown and people who have psychology degrees and don't know what to do with them and going to HR. HR has an inherent conflict. HR works for management. HR is paid for management. This is why this stuff is going on. It's a waste to go to HR. I'm sure there are exceptions, but you all know what I'm talking about. Uh, The problem is now that you have... um, I lost my train of thought. I was so angry about it. Here's the scenario. You have a coworker who's who is a friend and a colleague, and you happen to know that she is a huge 49ers fan. You're at Big Five, and you see these 49ers <laughs> pajamas for sale. Do you buy pajamas or not? Uh, my choice was you don't. And I, But I, what I did was I came and I told that coworker that, um, hey, heads up, uh, I saw some 49ers pajamas for you at Big Five. But maybe even saying pajamas, and, and suggesting pajamas. But I'm not going to buy you pajamas. And she said it would have been fine. I said, no, it wouldn't have because I'm not buying some other man's wife pajamas. I'm just giving you a heads up that they're right. at they're at uh, Big Five. And she said. You know how hard that is to tell somebody <laughs> you're too old to insert thing here? If you're looking to win some money and while Jane rethinks of what she was going to have. I remember. Was, listen up. 
your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Answer the phone, even if it's from a number you don't recognize or even hate. Uh, your next chance to win is next hour. You have a chance to win $1,000 an hour between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. 7 p.m., Monday through Friday. Okay, what I was going to say is the best thing better than any of these stupid HR videos is to just... Uh, Gloria Allred, just say those two words. Walk around the office and say Gloria Allred, and it will stop everybody dead in their tracks. Yeah, and it has a particular effect to men uh, in the crotch region, too. Yeah, just say Gloria Allred. Gloria Allred. Okay, I want to get to this Burt Reynolds thing because uh, he went on the Today Show uh, where he was interviewed by Hoda about his new movie. He's 82 years old, by the way. Not looking that great, but uh, his new movie is the last movie star. So she asked him, play cut one. Who would you consider the love of your life? You're naughty. You really are. I mean, I'm dead in the water, no matter what I say. Well, she was seven when I fell in love with okay, her. Okay, stop that for a second. Stop that for a I want to. Okay. Okay, I double spit take. Okay, all right. Okay, continue. Just to, She was seven. When I fell in love Why with Why is he her. mumbling? Is he 9,000 uh, years old He now? always was kind of a mumbler. I think he had something. Anyhow, go ahead. Stage seven for about 11 she years. She stayed seven for 11 years, he said. I would say Sally. Sally Field? No, Sally Wolfergoach. <laughs> what, what was his comedy there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, that was his joke. Is, no, yeah, yeah, Sally yeah. And they start laughing. Yes, Sally Field. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't sure. I wasn't. I Maybe there was another Sally. Sally Field, wow. Okay. So then uh, Hoda is trying to process that, but then doesn't follow up. So listen to the rest of the comment. Cut to. I, I wanted her really bad for Smokey, and they said, well, she's not sexy. And I said, you don't get it. Talent is sexy. Hmm. And she just got that. Wow. When this movie that Yeah, I mean, she just moves this, on. This movie not the that, fact, no. nothing going back to. I just want to be clear. Oh, was Sally sexy. Field actually seven years old? Because he would have been, I think, 18 at the time. And when, a running back at Florida State. Would you, when you saw her, uh, what, what, do you, what do you mean? What, what is this? But she just kind of moves on about this movie. I love this. Talent is sexy. Hmm. Hmm. And she just got that. Wow. Also being seven years old. Wow. wow. No, because she's still processing what he just said. That's why. Yeah. That's her, like, when making noises. Mo- yeah. You mean. Wow. <laughs> Go. Uh, and one last thing before we go to break. Former, uh, for one last Me Too outrage. I love this. Former Karnataka police chief H.T. Sangliana. So this is in India has stirred a hornet's nest by making a totally insensitive remark on the physical appearance of the mother of 2012 Delhi gang rape victim, also known as Nurbahaya. Wow. (laughs) He described the mother as having a great physique, and he could just imagine how beautiful her daughter would have been. Wow. And he made this at an awards function meant to honor women. He also suggested if you are overpowered, you should surrender and follow up the case later. That way we can be safe, save life, and prevent being killed. And I don't know how, how, how India works, but let me just take a second and, and just play Vishnu's advocate. Um, 
at this, they're honoring the dead daughter. He is simply obser- observing that the, the mother mom is, a beautiful is hot. Woman. No, has a great <clears throat> physique. Okay. <laughs> Not saying, and I'm here's your beautiful mother, which can mean many things. Your beautiful mother can mean like she's beautiful, you know, just a lovely good, woman. Yeah, beautiful physique. Yeah, no, yeah, her beautiful physique and her great physique. Okay, so she's stacked, and oh. he could just he could just imagine how beautiful her daughter would have been. Ouch. Okay. Now, now with that kind of context, I just want to say, wow. So, bad scene. Um, all right. Uh, coming up next, Diana Olick from uh, CNBC.com was going to talk to us about what's happening with home prices and how realtors are afraid for their lives during open houses and opioid addicts are showing up and scheduling showings to check medicine cabinets. It's crazy. And I have a California state flower fun fact uh, very close to this topic uh, when we come back. It's Jane Wells and Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. Whoever. Wow. On KFI M640, more stimulating talk. KFI AM640, it's Jane Wells in with Brian Suits. We are uh, substitute Gary and Shannon today. Which one's Gary? Which one's Shannon? They were in for Bill Handel. Bill is back on Monday. Whoa. We were just talking about uh, the Me Too movement and what to say what and how to do whatever and all that sort of thing. Uh, And on Twitter, A.J. Stone writes, let's talk double standard. This week's American Idol episode, which I didn't watch, Katy Perry kept telling the young guy, you are so hot. Wow, you are hot. You are so hot. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Uh, it's on Facebook. Why is this acceptable? I'm serious. Double standards are not right at all. Did one of you guys? And say by the that? way, did she know whether the guy was gay or straight? Well, she was just telling him you're hot. You say he that? had a girlfriend. And didn't someone say he, she kissed him or tried to kiss? That didn't... was a different guy. What? There was a there was a kid uh, who had never kissed a girl. Yeah. And so she was like she kissed him, or he went in to kiss her on the cheek, and she turned her head and kind did of, he did he do her song? I kissed a girl. Was no. that the tie-in, or did she just want to lip lock this dude? I think they just were talking, and, she, and of course they had a crush on her, or whatever. And then the other guy was really—he was really hot. She was right. And uh, <laughs> the first kid didn't care. Obviously, it's Katy Perry. Second guy, his girlfriend, and this is the guy that is. In- were you made uncomfortable, Amy? Did you think it was there is a double standard? No, I wasn't made uncomfortable, and he was adorable, and she, and he told her that, so that he had had okay. a crush on her his whole life. And after he got his golden ticket, then the girlfriend came in and got really kind of possessive. Ah. But it was, you know, it was cute. And it, it actually looked like it was a little now, bit Now, if it, it was, was uh, say, Steven Tyler and a young woman who had a boyfriend, would you. that have been... With- oh, we'd be hearing about it. That was my question. How yeah. would you have felt well, seeing... Steven Tyler's like Because he's heinous? <laughs> I mean, Katy Perry's what thirty five. What if? Well, but what true. if the girl said, "I've had a crush on you for years. I love old Aerosmith and New Earth. I've, I just Ermagerd. You're Steven Tyler." I don't even know who who's on who's on American Idol. This you the, mean the, the, the judges, new, the new ones? Yeah, Katy Perry. Yeah, Lionel oh, Richie. Oh yeah, so say it was Lionel Richie. He's always just very sweet. Yeah, he's, a very, I, you know, he's kind he's, of like the fatherly role. Yeah, on, he's on the not show. he's not creepy at all. No, if he Commodore. came up to you, yeah. But he, he uh, sail on, baby. Nothing bad can ever happen at the hands of a commodore. Exactly. And the other one's uh, Luke Bryan, the country guy. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Ooh, two first names. Yeah. Well, I keep thinking of Las wow. Vegas 
I keep thinking of Las Vegas when I see him. I have to get that out of my because he was on stage when that whole thing went down. Something that I'm sure he'd wish people would stop bringing up. Uh, Ryan Zinke would wish people would stop bringing up the fact that he flew uh, on the taxpayer's dime private planes. This is the uh, U.S. Interior Secretary who (laughs) told a um, congressional committee when pressed about three flights, including a $12,000 flight. On on private jets. On private jets. So Evan, Evan, like like Mnuchin did this. That yeah. y- you cannot take taxpayer money, and if there is a well, HHS commercial... guy lost his job. Over, yeah, that's right. right. If there's a commercial yeah. flight available, you can't charter a private jet. And he was going from Las Vegas to his hometown in Montana. But here's my question: Did they like they're all from the private sector, right? Well, did they know that that was against the rules? Zinke went Navy, Montana Senate. Congress. Yeah, he's oh, not. So he should have known. And it's not yeah, like Betsy DeVos, known. who actually pays her own flight on her own jet, and she can do whatever she wants yeah, with her own jet. Money. Zinke knows from Coronado, don't write books about what we do as SEALs. Don't be in movies. Don't do so. Don't take a private jet as Secretary of the yes, Interior. Yes, so you know how he got around it. You fascinate me. Tell me more. He pointed out, I never took a private jet anywhere because the plane, a Beechcraft King Air 200, has propellers. Wow. Oh. It's not a jet. It's a prop. But isn't it a turboprop? It's a turboprop. So it does it's have jet engines. But they're turning a and propeller. And shouldn't he know that <laughs> as a Navy guy or whatever? Can I just say he, do, he does get points for, uh, for innovation. For there. wiggling? Yeah. But here's the best. There's more. There's more. I'd just like to say, uh, Congressperson, technically, it's a propeller plane. <laughs> How do you say that with a straight face? I have I never can, taken a private jet. I've taken a pri- private prop plane. And I, I could deliver that so straight because it's hilarious. I should, I, should, I should take this time to point out uh, Beach 200 is actually a, it's a prop plane. But if you were on that congressional committee, I'm a, I'm a say, Navy SEAL. This is stuff we understand. Yeah, I mean, we you'd have to say, uh, with all due respect, Mr. Secretary, uh, you do know that it's a turboprop, and therefore there is a jet engine. And you go to sleep under the blanket of the very freedom that I protect <laughs> as a former Navy SEAL and Secretary okay. of the Interior. Does that give him then Just a thank you a would pass. suffice. If you have to say you're a SEAL, it's like Fight Club. Uh, half of them would get kicked out then. I, I know. That's the whole thing. So, uh, But that's not all of our Ryan Oh, Zinke no. News. No. No. It gets better. So he was at, uh, was it the same congressional committee? I'm not sure. Uh, but he was talking to Representative Colleen Hanabusa, who is a descendant of uh, Japanese. For, fourth generation American. Japanese American. Yeah. She's out there from Wailai, you know, which is out by Barbara's, you know, Hawaii, Barbara's mm-hmm. Point. Yeah. Naval Air Station. Yeah. Out there on the, on the west, west part of Oahu. I'm from the east part of Oahu, from Neo Valley. Uh, beautiful, no matter where you're yeah. from. And she was talking about, is there going to be continued funding for the internment camps, which her relatives went to, and is it seems to be out of the Interior Department's uh, budget right now. And and here's... And those here's are parks. <clears throat> they're, they're like Manzanar's right up 395. Which is fascinating. Yeah. And so this is his gig. Are you funding the memorial uh, internment? Because I don't see that park? money in here. So and, here's what happens. And, and she is, again, she's Japanese. So here's the Secretary of the Interior. Are you committed to continue the grant programs that are identified, I believe, as the 
Japanese-American Confinement Sites Grants Program, which were funded in 2017, will we see it funded again in 2018? Oh, Konnichiwa. <laughs> I think it's still Ohio gozaimasu, but that's okay. I guess it's after 10. Wait, what did he uh, say? What, I are guess you it's committed after 10. to continue the grant? Because, because Ohio gozaimasu okay, so is good morning. morning. Right. <laughs> and he goes with Konnichiwa. And at least, you know, <laughs> Oh my gosh, what the, what, where? Here it is again. This program, which we're funded. Ooh, 1988, is that 1988? Wow. KFI, AM640, Jane Wells, and Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. Uh, good time to own a home, apparently, in the last year. Bad time to try and buy one. And uh, even though. President Trump claimed he was just making stuff up with Justin Trudeau about a trade deficit, whether or not we have one. Uh, lumber tariffs could be a real issue. Uh, on the phone with us right now is Diana Olick, the real estate guru maven from CNBC who covers all this sort of stuff. Diana, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. So what happened? What's happening with home prices? And, and if you can tell me anything specifically to California in terms of equity and, and uh, supply and demand. Well, home prices are continuing to rise far faster than income growth, far faster than we should have in any housing cycle. And that's because there's this critical shortage of homes for sale. And you want to talk about California, that's where it's worse, except maybe Seattle. But you see a real shortage of homes, not just all homes, but at the entry level, which is where all the millennials want to buy. So these prices are going up even higher. Okay. Yeah. Uh, your phone Sorry? connection is a little uh, a bit like uh, traffic on the 405 right now, crappy. But what I he- oh. think I hear you saying is is home prices are going way up. The only place maybe worse than here is Seattle. Uh, and didn't I hear you say that the equity in people's homes rose at a greater rate last year than it had, or this year than it had in I don't know a long time? Four years. Yeah. And wow. And prices, yeah. So home prices are rising very strongly. That means people are getting more equity in their homes. An average nationwide of fifteen thousand dollars, but if you're in California, it's you because you're getting about forty thousand dollars a year more wow. in home equity. Wow, yeah. this is like uh, I remember when this was the case uh, uh, not too long ago, uh, pre two thousand six, two thousand seven. Uh, and is this, d- does this just take us back to year 2008 when so many people lost so much? Well, people were lying about what they were making then. You know, I mean, it, I think it's more of a supply and demand thing now, isn't yeah. it, Diana? Right. No, it's a very different kind of thing because back then home prices were going up so much because people were flipping houses with fake money. Remember, they were buying these houses with money they didn't have, selling them at a higher prices, and it was all being inflated by fantasy. Now it's a different thing. It's this critical shortage of homes for sale that's pushing up the prices. Now, at some point, you got to say, well, if people have to buy these homes with mortgages with real down payments and real proof of who they are, then they can't go much higher, right? Well, but they keep going because the builders aren't building enough. The tariffs are going up, making the prices for the builders higher. That puts the price of lumber, steel, all the things that go into a house more expensive. And that's where it gets passed on to you, the buyer. How much, how much Canadian lumber goes into U.S. homes? Well, it's about like 7 to 9% of the average house is actual framing lumber. And, you know, to us it seems like more because you look at a house and it's all, it looks like it's all frame lumber. But in general, that's what they say. Now, you've seen lumber prices go up for framing lumber 40% since the start of 2017. Wow. The tariffs went into at the end of last year, wow. but they were coming and the market adjusted. And you know how the pricing and the numbers go. Then you've got steel, which hasn't even gone oh, into steel effect. tariffs. Yeah, yeah. Raised prices in advance. Uh, 
I want to ask you about one other story, though, before you go, because it was a fascinating one. You did it a while back. Uh, realtors, real estate agents are afraid for their safety and opioid addicts are posing as potential home buyers. Explain. Okay. So what better place to go rummaging through somebody's medicine cabinet than during an open house, right? Yep. So people are going in, they're posing as potential home buyers. They're saying to the agent that, and they look at, of course, very fancy, wealthy houses where they're thinking there might be some high end, you know, Painkillers, whatever. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> oh, no, you're in L.A. You're among friends here. You can say okay, yes. Okay. Yeah. So I know what I'm talking about. So they go to the fancy house, they make the appointment, and they, you know, say to the realtor they want to walk around. And realtors will often let you walk around by yourself. I mean, they should be keeping an eye on you, but, you know, sometimes they don't. They stay down in the lo- in the in the entryway and they let you walk upstairs and they're rummaging through the medicine cabinet and they're saying i'm I'm gonna run upstairs and just check out the master oxy room i mean the the master bedroom what did i say and we had one case of this woman who this guy came in and he hit her over the head with or something went rummaging for the opioids and then tried to drag her out on the porch and lock her up i mean it was just a horrible story so there's all these safety things now for real estate agents and to be aware and to try to check you know, the background as much as you can of people who are going through the I'm wondering houses. if it isn't addicts so much as maybe dealers, too. It's a great way you hit. But you could only I don't go know. to a I mean, this few like, open houses. This is the desperation of tweakers. So, I mean, you see someone pull yeah, up when you look like a on a Schwinn Stingray because they don't have cars <laughs> and there's no kickstand. That's why I think it'd be the dealers because the dealers are making money. So they go hit like we're going to go hit Covina. Today, but this for Saturday. just like one bottle of pills or something. Well, you I, go I don't to all know. the open I don't know, but... Is it how widespread is it? Because I'm seeing here that uh, real estate brokers of 150,000, I guess, that were surveyed, 38% say they fear yeah. for their personal safety. What? Yes, yes. Well, and it's not just looking for the drugs. That was kind of the big one. But just, you know, you're saying, for most real estate agents, they're in the house by themselves, right? Some of these houses are in, you know, remote locations. Some of them may be in yeah. the suburbs, but during the day, everybody's at work. And it's a perfect place to get robbed. So they're trying to, you know, help real estate agents protect themselves. They're having these, you know, signals to each other. They're saying, don't go to a house that's been in a rural area by yourself. Try to check the background. I don't know how you but check the yeah. background of what do you yeah. run a, yeah, you run a credit, credit report. Yeah. But I think there was, a, there was, I think there was an attack or a murder, I think, here in Studio City. And it happened late on a Sunday. And the guy was, st- he was looking out, waiting for her to pull up the sign and start closing the house. Because he knew for sure she oh, was nobody, alone. Yeah, nobody be then around. Then the guy goes in and the the realtor was by herself and he attacked her. Uh, right? It's, you know what? Being a realtor in the first place, I think, is a tough business because nobody wants to pay you your commission and they start wow. to screw, yeah, they start screwing with you. And now this, now you have to be the front line of the DEA in the uh, opioid crisis right now. Holy cow, Diana. Who knew your beat was going to get so dangerous? I know. So interesting. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Take care. Thanks for having me. Well, there she goes, uh, CNBC's Diana Olick. All right, uh, next hour we have uh, trending what's happening. Where there, there's a watch, there's a lookout. Will Trump fire the deputy director of the FBI before close of business today and rob him of his 30 year pension? We'll give you an update there. Also, Aaron Katursky. The latest now, the word homicide being thrown around with the collapsed bridge and, in Miami. And I'm sorry, before we go today, I have to tell you about the buttress pillow. The pillow is shaped like a woman's butt. Okay, wow. yeah, I just. Please. You can't help it. Yeah. You can't please lose the story or anything. Please. It's be right there. No. Uh, it is Jane Wells and Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. They'll be back here 
on Monday because Bill Handel will, will be back in at 6 a.m. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk.